from the studio of Adventist World Radio Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Here's a melodious song. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for someone such as I? Welcome to write to us on this postal address Adventist Media Center 
पोस्ट बॉक्स 1446 मार्केट यार्ड पुणे 411037 महाराष्ट्र इंडिया यू कैन आल्सो लॉग इन टू आवर वेबसाइट टू हियर ऑल आवर प्रोग्राम्स व्हिच इज www.awr.org before we hear god's word here's a melodious song Adventist Media Center Pune We have Helen Jacob presenting God's word Greetings my friends Welcome back Hope all is well with each one of you You are listening to the English broadcast from Adventist Media Center Pune I am Helen Jacob Let's continue our study with a word of prayer Dear God in heaven we thank and praise you for this time to listen to your word Please help us to be mindful of the signs that we need to follow that are good for us. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. How many of you are good at following signs? There are many lists of signs that are available and are a warning to help us like road signs, signs and symptoms of disease, signs of depression, signs in medicine, vital signs which includes body temperature pulse and bp signs of danger and the list goes on let me narrate a short story a truck driver was taking his load to a new destination as he drove he was intensely watching the signs leading to his exit in his effort to find the right exit he missed the signs warning him of a low overpass ahead to his astonishment His truck became stuck under the overpass. He could not go forward and he could not back up. Traffic began to back up and tempers began to flare. The police were called, wrenches were summoned, and an effort began to free the stuck truck. They tried tow trucks, wrenches, grease, pulleys, wedges, 
and anything else anyone suggested. Nothing worked. The hours passed and the truck remained just as stuck as ever. By this time, a considerable crowd had gathered to watch the workers in their attempt to free the truck. In that crowd was a little boy who was riding his bicycle over the overpass. He had stopped to watch the show, and after a few minutes, he called out to one of the policemen below. He said, Hey, officer, I know how to get that truck out from under the bridge. The policeman looked up, but ignored the little boy. The boy, wanting to help, cried out louder. Hey, officer, I know how to get that truck out from the under the bridge. With a hint of irritation in his voice, the police, the police officer said, Okay, young man, tell me how. Without a pause, the little boy said, Let some of the air out of the tires. That's what they did, and the truck was able to pull free. I don't know if that tale is true or not, but either way, the story does teach a couple of important truths. First, it's easy to overlook the obvious, even when the signs are staring you right in the face. Second, wise people learn to pay attention to all the signs. Signs are important in this physical world. What would happen if you missed seeing the speed limit sign on the highway. When the sign says 55 miles per hour and you are going 75 miles per hour. Many a times when we have traveled in our vehicle, we come across drivers who jump the traffic lights and speed past when the red light is flashing. They are so fortunate they didn't get into an accident or caused harm to others. And sometimes people take a U-turn when they shouldn't be. Signs are important and serve a valuable purpose in our lives. Just as there are signs in the physical realm, there are also signs in the spiritual arena. Those signs are even more important than the signs in the, than the, signs in the physical world. You can miss a sign or two here and there, and things will probably turn out okay. But if you miss too many spiritual signs, you might end up missing heaven. This passage from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, verses 10 to 13, tells us about a group of people, the Pharisees in the days of Jesus, who missed all the signs and got themselves into a big problem with the Lord Jesus. Let's have a closer look. Point number one, a stern demand. Jesus has just finished one of the greatest miracles of his ministry. He took seven small loaves of bread and a few small fish and he fed 4,000 people. When the real meal was over, the disciples collected seven baskets filled with leftovers from that meal. Jesus and his men immediately leave by boat and go to the other part of Israel. As soon as they arrive there, they are met by the Pharisees. Pharisees back then were the religious conservatives of their day. They were very legalistic and they hated Jesus because he refused to do things the way they said things were supposed to be. When Jesus arrives in their vicinity, they came out to meet him. The Bible says in Mark 8 verse 11 that they began to question him. 
The word question means to dispute or argue, and the word suggests they wouldn't keep quiet. They kept on trying to drag Jesus into a theological argument. They wanted him to show them a sign from heaven. The Bible says that they were tempting him, that is to say, they were testing him. They were trying to get Jesus to prove his authority and the source of his power. After all, if Jesus is of God, then surely he could do some wonder in the sky above to prove it. Other men of God had done similar things in Israel's past. Joshua had commanded the sun to be still, and it had obeyed. Elijah prayed, and it did not rain for three and a half years. He prayed again, and it rained. Elijah also called on fire from heaven, which consumed a sacrifice and the altar it lay upon. Others had done similar things in the past to prove that they were from the Lord. What these men were really trying to do was to get Jesus to promise more than he could deliver. They knew about the things he had done with people, demons, and food. They were trying to get him to attempt a miracle and fail so that they could denounce him as a false prophet. They were also saying that all the things Jesus had already done in the power of God were insufficient to prove that he was the Messiah. They knew the things he had done, but they wanted more. The Jews had already witnessed the miracles done by Jesus. Jesus had healed the sick. He had raised the dead. He had delivered people from the bondage of demon possession. Jesus had walked on water. Jesus had calmed storms. Jesus, Jesus had twice multiplied a meager amount of food and fed vast multitudes with it. Jesus had opened the word of God, preached it clearly, preached it clearly, and made the meaning of the scriptures plain to all who heard him. The people were all talking about him, and they said, We never saw it on this fashion. They said he had done all things well. The Pharisees had heard enough gospel to save the world. They had seen enough proof to convince the most stubborn of skeptics. Their problem was simply that they did not want to believe on Jesus. They did not want him to be their Messiah. They refused to bow to him as their Savior. We still have Pharisees with us today. We still have people who demand to see something sensational before they commit to following Jesus. Far too many people are waiting for some supernatural event to prove the exi existence of God. The fact is, God has already proven that He exists. While the world is looking for a sign, God tells us that He is visible in the ordinary things of this world. The things we take for granted every day are the very things that prove God is real. Let me share a few with you. Consider the heavens, Psalm 19. God tells us that the heavens above tell us about Him. Our world is traveling around its own axis at 1,000 miles per hour. It moves around the sun 
at 67,000 miles per hour. It is carried by the sun across our galaxy at the speed of 64,000 miles per hour. It moves in orbit around our galaxy at 4,81,000 miles per hour. It travels through space at 13,50,000 miles per hour. And every moment in the billions of galaxies in the universe occur with, preci- with precise split-second timing. Consider the marvel of the human body. David said that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139.14 No two people in the world are exactly alike. No two fingerprints are alike. Consider the marvel of DNA. Every one of the 7.5 trillion of cells in your body contains a genetic material to make another you. And your DNA is unique to you. You are different from every other person who has ever lived. All of these things scream that there is a God. What more of a sign do you need? The fact is, these signs and many more are proof of God's existence. To reject Him and His word while you claim to be waiting for a sign is nothing more than rebellion against God. If you are looking for a sign today, look no farther than Calvary. That cross stands as an eternal sign of the love of God for lost sinners. Romans 5.8 If you are looking for a sign, look to the empty tomb. It is the eternal sign it is the eternal sign that our Savior is alive forever. Revelation 1.18 If you need a sign pointing the way to God, look at the Bible. It has survived the attacks of all the enemies of God and it still clearly points the way to salvation. Acts 16.31 If you are looking for a sign to prove the claims of the Bible and the Lord are real, Just look around you. People's lives have been changed. A solid proof of God's love. The Pharisees didn't believe because they didn't want to believe. Their request for a sign was a smoke screen. Even if Jesus had rent the heavens, they still would have not believed in him. They rejected him because he wasn't what they were expecting. What's your excuse? Point number two, an important statement. When Jesus hears the demand, he is grieved in his soul. His question, why does this generation seek after a sign, was a question born out of amazement. After all, that generation had the greatest sign of all in their midst. They had the Messiah. God in the flesh walking among them and they could not even recognize him. They were looking for a heavenly sign and heaven had taken up residence among them and they missed it. Jesus said, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. John 14, 9 But when men looked at Jesus, they didn't see the Father, they saw the devil. Mark three, twenty-two. That generation had all the signs and they could not see the truth that was standing right in front of their eyes. That generation had all the signs and they failed to see the truth. 
Thus Jesus told them, they would be given no sign, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Matthew 12, 39-40 The only sign they would be given would be Christ's resurrection from the dead. When that sign came to pass, just as Jesus had said it would, they also rejected it. That generation refused to believe because they did not want to believe. Jesus knew their condition and he refused to play their game. He told them that he wasn't in the sign business. Signs may be important, but when you depend too much on it, it can pose a problem too. There are two basic problems with sign. First, when a sign is given, another sign is desired. It's never enough. No matter what Jesus did, these men would have never believed. They would want more miracles. The same is true today. People are never satisfied. Second, signs don't save. Faith does. Just read the miracles of Jesus again and we see the simple childlike faith that people had. When faith touches grace, the greatest miracle of all, the salvation of a human soul takes place. Jesus isn't in the sign business. He is in the salvation business. If we are waiting for a Damascus Road experience before you come to Jesus, you will probably be waiting a long time. Most folks are convicted of their sins, drawn to Jesus and called upon to respond to him by simple faith. If you are waiting on a sign, you might just miss heaven. Again, I would like to point out that the greatest sign of all has already been given. Look to Calvary and see a crucified Savior. Look to the two and see him resurrected from the dead. Here is what the Lord is trying to tell you today. There shall no sign be given to this generation. If you are waiting for, on a sign, you are waiting on something that isn't coming. Come to Jesus now and be saved while you still can. Point number three, a sad departure. The saddest word in the Gospel of, Math, of Mark 8 says, And he left them. There was nothing more to say and nothing more that he could do. They refused to believe and he abandoned them to their choice. We read in the book of Romans chapter 1, 18 to 28, God's anger at sin. Paul established the fact that all human beings are responsible and accountable to God. There is ample evidence of God all around us. The choice is ours and ours alone. God has been speaking to you about being saved. You need to heed to his voice. There will come a day when he will stop speaking to your hearts. When will that day be? It could be today. It could be tomorrow. The fact is that day will come. In Proverbs 27.1, it says, Today is the day of salvation. In 2 Corinthians 6.2 says, Behold, now is the expected time. Are you looking for a sign? Let me show you a couple. Here's one from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, 
verses 16 to 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Another text is from John 6, 47. Very, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. There are many more signs if you are interested, and every single one of them is found right here in the Bible. Heed the signs, and heaven, and heaven will be yours. Ignore the signs, and you are heading for a tragic ending. Imagine a driver traveling down a highway, passing sign after sign, telling him that a bridge over the river ahead was out. Imagine that same driver plunging to his death in the river because he ignored all the signs. You say no one would do something so foolish. Oh no, isn't that just what we are doing? Aren't we go doing the same thing sometimes? Speeding down the road of life towards our own death and the bridge is out? Yet we ignore sign after sign telling us to stop and change roads. Don't plunge into hell. Come to Jesus and be saved. Come today. Come now. Jesus is our lifeline. And he is in the saving business even today. He doesn't want anyone to be lost. Will you not accept his invitation? Let us close with prayer. Dear Lord, we are so thankful for all the instructions given in your word so we can start anew. Please cleanse our hearts and change our minds to listen to your still, small voice. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you all safe. Have a pleasant day. With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's word, you are always welcome to write to us. Adventist Media Center Post Box 1446 Market Yard Pune 411037 Maharashtra, India And you can email us at helenrichesv at gmail.com HelenRichesV at gmail.com H-E-L-E-N-R-I-C-H-E-S-V at gmail.com You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers. Center of Digital Evangelism, CDE, 000-800-040-140-1704. Or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. Our WhatsApp number is 
प्लस नाइन वन नाइन जीरो 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 एट नाइन जीरो नाइन थ्री एंड यू कैन ई मेल अस एट हेलन रिचिस वी एट जी डॉट कॉम एच ई एल ई एन आर आई सी एच ई एस वी एट जी मेल डॉट कॉम वी इन्वाइट यू टू विजिट अस ऑन आर वेबसाइट डब्ल्यू 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 डॉट ए डब्ल्यू आर डॉट ओ आर जी दिस इज डेविड एंड Do join us again along with your family and friends. Till then, we wish you goodbye, goodbye and, and God, God bless. bless.